One day, when I was working at the Cathedral of St. Paul, I walked through the main body of the church and noticed a young man sitting alone in the sea of empty pews, quietly crying as he sat. Now, usually I would leave people to share their thoughts and emotions with God in peace, but this time I felt a stirring to approach this young man to see if I could help. I'll tell you what happened coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. This is the show that's all about spiritual direction, growing in our relationship with the Lord with the help of an advice and counsel from our seasoned spiritual directors. And I'm Patrick Conley. Well, I approached this distraught young man and asked, I'm sorry, but are you okay? Is there anything I can get for you? He looked up and began telling me how he and his girlfriend had just broken up. Ah, I thought. Heartbreak from the dissolution of young love. Painful, indeed, but he'll be okay in time. Still, there must have been another reason why the Lord had led me to approach him. As he wrapped up his brief tale of woe, he confessed, I'm not even Catholic. I'm Protestant. I don't know why I came here. Ah, I thought again, smiling at the Lord's providence. But this young man was in no shape to get a full-on lecture on the truths of the Catholic faith. Then an idea came to me. Let's walk around a bit, and I'll show you some things, I said to him. He agreed, and although we passed by many a statue, shrine, and altar, I had one specific one in mind. Finally, as we rounded a corner, we arrived in front of the shrine of the Sacred Heart. And even past experience had told me that this shrine, of all the beautiful ones in the place, was especially moving to those of other Christian traditions. Sure enough, it had its effect. If you don't mind, the young man said, I think I'm just going to stay here and pray a while. Broken hearts of all kinds, for all reasons, are met in love by Jesus' most sacred heart, which itself, of course, was broken, pierced, to reveal God's effusive love for the whole of humankind. On this, the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus, we are dedicating the show to learning more about how the sacred heart and devotion to it can alter your life and the world. Our spiritual director today is Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Happy Solemnity, Father. Thank you, Patrick, and to you and all of our listeners, what a beautiful day to celebrate. You know, so often when we think about Fridays, it's a day of penance, and actually church law requires that of us, that that every Friday of the year, not just the Fridays of Lent, uh, that we do something uh, of penance as an on, as a way of honoring the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross that day. But today, the church says no penance it's a solemnity that is the joy and celebration that trump everything else. And today we think about the beauty of God's love for us, and we celebrate that. Mm. I, am, I am touched and ready and willing and able to celebrate God's love for us today, as with all of our listeners as well as we do so individually and as a community, as, as Holy Mother Church directs. And Father, I'm, I'm pleased to be able to speak with you about this. Maybe give us some direction as far as the background of the Sacred Heart. Where do we get the idea of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and devotion to it? 
Well, you know, there are various people that through the centuries have reflected upon the heart because I think, again, anytime you think about love, the heart is is what uh, cultures will tell you, you know, is the symbol of, of love. And so certainly within the Christian tradition, we've had people talk about it. But what we consider now our, our present form of the devotion uh, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we have to go to 17th century France. Uh, and we have to understand a little bit about what's going on there. Uh, and in 17th century France, uh, we find... Uh, a, a particular spirituality uh, that that is harsh uh, that we we now call Jansenism, right? That's that's all about sin and everything's a sin and watch out and God's angry and all of this. Uh, and we find a lot of laxity on the other hand. So two extremes, you know, the go ahead and if it feels good, do it and whatever. And then this angry kind of reaction, you know, that that everything's a sin, watch out, right? Uh, and so in that context, in the, in the small village in, in central France, uh, at a cloistered convent of visitation nuns, uh, Jesus appeared to a sister, Sister Margaret Mary Alacoque, and he revealed to her this uh, way that he wanted to be honored. Uh, that he wanted to be understood. And, you know, I think if you look at an image of the Sacred Heart, you see uh, Jesus in his humanity, but his heart's on the outside of his clothes. Uh, you know, we'd say, well, there's, a, there's an anatomical problem with this picture, right? <laughs> right, yep. Uh, but, uh, in fact, it's Jesus saying, this is what I want you to focus on. You know, I, my heart is filled to overflowing with love for humanity, you know, and and that's where we find, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, the divine reaction to Jansenism is that that uh, God says, yeah, I know you're all sinners. That's why I came, and that's right. what Jesus. That's why I suffered on the cross because I know you're sinners. Come, come, drink of my love. Come, be fed by me. Uh, don't just beat yourself up about how bad you are. Let me restore you to your dignity. Let me heal you from the wounds of your sinfulness. Uh, and let me teach you your greatest dignity that made in my image and likeness, you have the capacity to love as I love. Wow. We possess that potential. And too often we Christians just think, do this, don't do that. Follow the rules and then boom, cash in at the end for a reward. No. Jesus says, look how I love you. This is a love affair, not a game. And you're going to pass go and collect 200 bucks and whatever. No, it's not about rules. It's about love. And that's what we celebrate today in the Sacred Heart. And we have to recognize from the beauty of his love outpoured, our potential to love as he loves and our potential uh, to, to have his love fill us to overflowing. Uh, 
that the source of love, we say, I can't love anymore this person that hurt me, this person that wounded me. I'm angry at this person. I resent that person. I can't forgive that person. All right? Don't try to love that person and forgive that person from your love. Let Jesus' love overflow your heart. And, I, and there was one person that the beautiful said, Jesus, I don't have any love in my heart for that person. They've treated me so poorly. But I'm going to borrow a little bit of your love for that person. Mm. Beautiful. That's I the path it. of mercy. Our spiritual director today, Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, as we are speaking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Do you have a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus? Do you grow? Did you ever grow up with a picture of the Sacred Heart in your home, or remember seeing it in your grandparents' house? Maybe you've, maybe you've enshrined the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart in your home today. Maybe that has made a difference in your spiritual life. What does the devotion mean for you? Give us a call. Tell us what it means to you. 888-914-9149 is our phone number, 888-914-9149. Or give, send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And Father, I guess I'll ask you that very question I just asked the listeners. Have you had a devotion to the Sacred Heart? Did you grow up seeing images of the Sacred Heart? And uh, what has that devotion meant to you personally? I, I certainly did see images of the, the Sacred Heart, uh, but the, the devotion to the Sacred Heart came later. I had the, the beautiful privilege of, of being uh, on pilgrimage as a young man in France, and I went to this way out-of-the-way place uh, in central France to pray there, uh, and, and that's what really touched me, uh, is, is there where Jesus revealed his love to St. Margaret Mary. Uh, I, I began to, to experience uh, the wonder and the beauty of, of approaching the Lord that way. You know, Jesus reveals himself in different ways to us. You know, uh, he reveals, of course, the love of God the Father, so we can think about God, you know, as a, as a loving Father. He describes himself as a shepherd, so we can think about the care of a shepherd. But in the Sacred Heart, he reveals himself as lover. You know, yes, the shepherd cares. Yes, the father loves. It's all related. But again, uh, it's this image of the heart that all of us intuitively understand. You know, when Valentine's Day comes around, you don't have to be a Christian to understand that when you see a card with a heart on it, it means love, right? That's a, it's a universal symbol. And so it speaks to us deep on a natural level uh, of Jesus's love for us. And I have become more and more convinced over the years of the importance of this devotion. Uh, first, our Lord himself asked for it. Well, that's always a clue, right? You know, there are devotions that I choose for myself that I like this saint or that saint more, this title of Our Lady more than that title of Our Lady. But right. when Jesus himself says, I want to be honored in this way, I think I'm going to honor him the way he wants to be honored. You know, rather than the way I think, no, Lord, you know, this heart thing. Okay. But I, I think I'd prefer to honor you that way. You know, if, if it's honoring you and you've told me how you want to be honored, I think that's the most honorable thing to do is to honor you the way you want to be honored. Right. <laughs> that seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Father. That's right. That's yeah. right. Say, so, uh, father, we, we had an, uh, an off air call come in from Donna from calling in from Arizona. She asks um, specifically about just the, the usage of the word solemnity here. Today is a solemnity, the solemnity of the sacred heart, meaning it's the highest level of feast that we celebrate in the, in the church. Um, but she was a little confused about, uh, she thought today was the Feast of the Sacred Heart and Sunday the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. Can you just clear that up? 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, Donna, you you've got a very attent- a great attentiveness to detail here. So oftentimes we'll talk about anything as a feast, right? So we'll talk about the feast of this saint, the feast of that saint. But but technically speaking, the church's liturgical year has has days that are optional memorials. So saints that are on the the universal calendar but not required to be observed, but an option, or saints that belong to a particular uh, religious order, a particular geographic locale as special to them, those can be optional memorials. Then they're obligatory memorials, that is, saints that are on the universal calendar or, or or a national calendar and required to be observed. But then there's a feast, I mean, saints or mysteries of the Lord's life that have a, a ranking that all of a sudden mass changes. There are special readings for that day, that that and that there's a gloria that is prescribed to be uh, sung at mass on those days. And above a feast is a solemnity. So not only do we have special readings, we have all the same readings we would have as a Sunday, meaning we have a first reading, a, a psalm, a second reading, and a gospel. Uh, and, and not only that, we have the gloria, but we also have a profession of faith. We have the whole kit and caboodle, uh, even though it's a Friday, it's celebrated as if it was a Sunday with all of the, the bells and whistles or, or the bells, the, the bells and the smoke in this case uh, of incense and, and all of the rest. So a solemnity is at that highest level and a solemnity trumps other things that might happen uh, to occur. Like last year on this day, we actually had two solemnities bump into each other because the solemnity of the Sacred Heart is always the Friday after Corpus Christi, Friday a week after Corpus Christi. Uh, And last year, that lined up at the end of June with the solemnity of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. So it had to be bumped. Uh, So so it gets a little confusing in the details of the liturgical year, but just suffice to say, a solemnity is the biggest, highest level of of celebration, uh, and all penances are canceled on this. So like even in Lent, there are two solemnities, the Annunciation and St. Joseph. And when those fall on a Friday in Lent, you eat steak, not fish, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it removes all the penances, even of a Friday of Lent. So that's, that's how we do a solemnity. So great reason to celebrate today, whether you're in Arizona like Donna, our caller, or whether wherever you find yourself, to celebrate today the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And Father, as long as we're on the topic, what are some other good ways of honoring and being devoted to the Sacred Heart, specifically today? How can we honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus today? Well, the Holy See has also declared today to be the universal day of prayer for the sanctification of the clergy. Uh, So uh, that's one way to honor the Sacred Heart is to pray for priests. You know, St. John Vianney, whose little parish of ours uh, is only a couple hours away from uh, where the Sacred Heart appeared to St. Margaret Mary, he said, the priesthood is the love of the heart of Jesus. And it's because of that that this day has been made, this day of prayer for sanctification of priests. So I think you want to, uh, at some point today, uh, make uh, a prayer.
prayer, say a prayer for your pastor, uh, say a prayer for the priest who baptized you, the priest who gave you your first Holy Communion, uh, you know, the, the priests who have been with you at various moments, the priest who, if you're married, the priest that witnessed your vows, you know, uh, and, and pray for our, all of our bishops as they're, they're finishing up their, their annual uh, summer meeting today. Uh, pray for all of the priests of the world, missionaries who are struggling in far-off places, uh, priests who are, are persecuted like those poor priests in Nicaragua, uh, uh, or, or priests in war zones like Ukraine. Uh, you know, I think praying for priests today, and pray for priests that they not be tepid in their love, that they have a burning love for Jesus, and that they have a great zeal for souls to bring Jesus' love to, to the people confided to their care. Pray that we have no more of these priests uh, who, because of, of sickness and sin, uh, have done terrible things and wounded the church and hurt innocent victims uh, through these sexual scandals. Pray that the, the priests of today uh, are are on fire with the love of the heart of Jesus, uh, say no to temptations, get help if they're sick, uh, and, and, and serve the Lord and are faithful to their vows. Uh, I think that's a beautiful way to honor the sacred heart today. Amen. Yeah, good suggestion. Let's do pray for our priests today and every day, but today especially let's pray for our priests that they might, as Father said, have the love of Jesus, be uh, communicators of that love, be the love of Jesus' sacred heart today. And we pray that for all of the priests who serve as our spiritual directors here on The Inner Life as well. And we appreciate your prayers for that. We're talking today about the sacred heart of Jesus with our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson. If you have a specific devotion, a particular devotion to the sacred heart, if there's something that the sacred heart has meant to you that it's been very meaningful in your own spiritual life, we'd love to hear from you. 888 Give us a call, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We've got more of The Inner Life coming up, so don't go anywhere, but we'll be back right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Fred, who is listening in Louisiana, for donating his 1968 Kaiser M35. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. Back to the inner life on Relevant Radio, relevantradio.com, and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley. We're speaking with our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Today, of course, is the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And just so you know, if you haven't heard already here on Relevant Radio, the president of the UCB, USCCB, Archbishop Timothy Brolio, and the Archbishops of New York and Los Angeles have invited all Catholics to pray the litany to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in reparation for all the blasphemies taking place around our country and around our world. You can find the litany on our Relevant Radio app. You can tune in at 3 p.m. Central today for the chaplet with Drew Mariani or and or the Family Rosary Across America at 7 p.m. Central uh, where the litany will be prayed for all of those at all of those times as well. So let's do that. And Father, you were you were mentioning that perhaps there are other ways of uh, living out a devotion and honoring the Sacred Heart of Jesus today as well. Yes, and of course the litany is is a beautiful way of doing it because, like any litany, there it's it's a repetitive kind of meditation on different 
aspects of of that. So we have different titles of the heart of Jesus that are that are in there uh, that help us to reflect on that heart. And and of course that in the scriptures, uh, the gospel for today, Jesus says, "Learn from me." You know, you know, learn from my heart. I'm meek and humble of heart. Uh, so, so by praying the litany and, and listing the attributes of the heart of Jesus, we begin to see the attributes that our hearts are supposed to have, mm-hmm. right? And then even from today's gospel comes that that short little prayer that I think every Catholic used to know, but but many prayer many people don't know this prayer today. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Yeah. That's just a short, easy prayer that we can say, uh, easy to memorize, easy to just have that uh, at, at hand uh, when we need a, a moment, especially if we find ourselves boiling up with anger or being mistreated, you know, whatever. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. That's a, a wonderful way of, of of, of asking the Sacred Heart to, to shape our hearts. You mentioned seeing images of the Sacred Heart. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a beautiful tradition of enthroning the Sacred Heart right. in our homes. You know, so I, I hope all of our listeners have the beautiful custom of having their homes blessed, uh, you know, at least to bless it once, you know, uh, in your life, and then, to, you know, to have the priest come and bless the house or a deacon. Uh, but the... Uh, you know, maybe the family has a blessing prayer every year for the Epiphany, asking God's blessing for the coming year on us. But the next step is to enthrone the Sacred Heart and consecrate the family to the Sacred Heart. Uh, that's a beautiful way of of honoring uh, Jesus and asking His special protection for you, your household, your family. Uh, but again, dedicating yourselves to live uh, in His mercy, that is, live free from sin and live as an instrument of His mercy to other people around you. You know, and uh, so that's a, a beautiful way of, of this. Eucharistic adoration, mm. you know, is a, is a wonderful way. You know, so maybe our listeners hopefully were able to get to Mass today, uh, you know, and to, to celebrate that way, but if you can't celebrate at Mass today, which is always the, the best, you know, the highest prayer we have, and to receive Jesus in Holy Communion, but at least if you can stop by your church, or, or better, an adoration chapel where the, our, the Lord is there visible in the monstrance, and spend some time, spend an hour, or at least if you can only spend five minutes, well, you know what? Better five minutes than nothing, right? So, right. so to to stop by frequent visits to Jesus in in the Holy Eucharist, because uh, again, this is Jesus's love that we receive in Holy Communion. It's it's the fruit of His Sacred Heart, uh, you know. And of course, we even talk about that the moment when the the heart of Jesus is pierced on the cross. Yeah, uh, we call that. You know, you, you mentioned the Sacred Heart Chapel at the Cathedral of St. Paul. That altar has written on the front of it in Latin, you know, ex corde shiso ecclesia nascitur, from his pierced heart, the church is born. Mm. You know, so when his heart is pierced by the, the soldier, uh, by that lance, blood and water float out. And we say, that's the waters of baptism. That's the blood. Uh, that's the Holy Eucharist. Right, so those two sacraments that flow from his heart, you know, symbolically in that way. So uh, to to be able to to receive him in Holy Communion, or at least 
to adore him, uh, you know, in the Holy Eucharist, that's a wonderful way of honoring uh, the sacred heart of Jesus as well. And then throughout the year, uh, reparation, you know, like, yeah. like the bishops were saying for t- today that right. pray the litany, today's not a day for penance, but reparation is a form of, of penitential practice where we make sacrifice and say, Jesus, other people aren't loving you as they should. I want to make up for their lack of love with some extra sacrifices showing you the generosity of my love for you. Hmm. That's kind of the, the gist of what reparation is. I want to repair uh, the wounds that others make uh, by, by lacking love as they, they should. We should all have an infinite gratitude and love for Jesus because of what he's done for us. Uh, but, but we don't, unfortunately. But Lord, let me make little acts, uh, little sacrifices, little extra prayer times, uh, little acts of devotion uh, to show you uh, my, my extra, I want to be extra loving, making up for my own sins and making up for the sins of others, especially these blasphemies today at the, at the baseball game. Yeah, exactly. A plethora of great suggestions coming from our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, as we're talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus and how to honor the Sacred Heart this day and throughout the year, of course. Let's take a phone call, Father. We've got Teresa who's calling in from Portland, Oregon. Teresa, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello. Thank you for um, being on uh, um, a service to all of us. Uh, welcome. Glad, to... glad you can join us. Yes. Well, I um I would just yes I was just calling in and trying to um share that my uh, parents received a, a picture of Sacred Heart of Jesus uh, for their wedding, and they're now uh, celebrating their 66th wedding anniversary this year, and it's been in my life. Uh, I'm gonna age myself here over 60 years, uh, seeing that image, and uh, in 1975 when we um had to move from Vietnam to the U.S. My parents um, just uh, rolled up the picture and then uh, brought it with them, and it has always been on the uh, altar of their home. Um, and now it's, it's in Seattle. So I just wanted to share that special uh, picture of the uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus. Beautiful. And I'm, I'm sure that Jesus is so pleased with your family, with having enthroned his heart there in the home. Uh, I'm sure that many graces have flown to your parents in their, in their marriage because they, they honor Jesus uh, and, and through them to, to, to the rest of the family. Uh, And I'm sure that, that, that devotion to the heart of Jesus helped your family in what I imagine was a, a moment of suffering and difficulty in having to leave their home country. Uh, I'm sure knowing of Jesus's merciful love uh, was a great comfort to them in, in, in all of the, the suffering that must have been entailed at that moment. Mm. Thank you, Therese, for the phone call. And that is a, I mean, that's one of the things, too, is that for, for married couples, for families, and in, in inviting the sacred heart into that, you never know, as Therese's call just kind of paid testimony to, that uh, you never know how that's going to affect the lives of children some years, maybe even decades down the road, right, Father? Well, absolutely. There, There's a ripple that, that happens there. And, you know, and, and maybe uh, to, to kind of stitch things together a little bit, that some of these things that we look at as very 
disconnected parts of, of, of the church's devotional life or actually have a deep underlying unity. You know, I talked about the medieval mystics, you know, St. Gertrude the Great is the one that, that leaps to mind that, that talked about the heart of Jesus. But more modern saints, of course, St. Faustina. Mm. You know, we have the Divine Mercy devotion, which is hugely popular in, in many parts of the world. But don't think of that as something different from the Sacred Heart devotion. All right, look at that image, those rays of light, white and, and red, you know, um, where, where are they coming from? They're coming from the heart, Yeah. you know, uh, this, this is yet another manifestation of, of the love of the heart of Jesus, right? Um, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, St. Teresa of Calcutta, it was on the solemnity of the Sacred Heart that she heard at Mass... Uh, the, the scripture, I looked for someone to console me and there was no one. Hmm. And, and from that, she understood some of the mystical experiences that she had, uh, undergone. And she, she said, I am here to console the heart of Jesus or the way she normally put it, uh, because of a, a mystical revelation. I, I want to satiate the thirst of Jesus for love and souls. Mm. You know, uh, that's, that's all connected. And of course, how does she do that? By serving Jesus in the poor. Right. You know, you want to honor the sacred heart? Find Jesus in the poor and serve him there. Be the instrument of Jesus' overflowing love to those who are suffering. Visit the sick. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. You know, these are ways to honor the Sacred Heart, and that's what Mother Teresa did. Yeah. Uh, so, so see how there's an underlying unity to so many of these saints and some of these great devotions and things. Uh, they, they all tie together. And, of course, what we want to always say about these private revelations is they don't add anything. Right? Everything we need for salvation is already in the public revelation, you know, the, the Word of God and the Scriptures and the teaching of the Church. We have everything there, but sometimes Jesus wants to underline and add exclamation points. And he did <laughs> yep. that with, with St. Margaret Mary. He did it again with St. Faustina. I'm serious. I love you. <laughs> you know, right. you know he, he already said it and he ever, already showed it in his life and uh, his teachings, you know, and uh, his sacrifice on the cross. But everyone, so he wants to remind us and emphasize it. And so these aren't new things. They're all part of the same message, but repetition is the mother of, of learning, right? So, so we, we, we need to be reminded. We need things to be called to our attention. Uh, so I think that's important. Yeah, talking about the sacred heart of Jesus here on The Inner Life today with our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. If you have a particular devotion to the sacred heart, if the sacred heart has meant something special to you and your life of faith, give us a call and let us know what that is. Encourage and inspire others by calling 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. 
or send us an email, relevantradio.com. And Father, this connection between, obviously, God proving himself, proving his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. St. Paul tells us that in Romans. And then in our own uh, adoring and and devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus as well. I'm just, I'm curious about this because it is a pierced heart. It is a heart that has been um, has been put through this tremendous trauma for us, for love of us. But what's the relationship then between devotion to the sacred heart and maybe we ourselves, because you, you started the show by saying that we have the capacity to love with that same love. So what's the connection uh, between a devotion to the sacred heart and maybe taking up our own crosses? Well, I, I think that's a beautiful uh, you know, question because it shows us that you know, what, what we're really called to do is, again, not just follow a bunch of rules. You know, uh, I, 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 one very holy person just said, I, Father, I'm no great theologian, but I just look at the cross and I hear Jesus say to me, live my life. Mm. You know, and, and that's it. To be a Christian, to bear the name of Jesus, to have his Holy Spirit dwelling within us, I'm just called to live his life. And part of that living of his life is bearing our crosses. Part of that living his life is, is, is giving witness to the truth of, of God, uh, to those around us, uh, to, to loving mercifully as he loves. You know, all those are aspects of simply live my life. Mm. You know, he shares his life because he came down to share our death. You know, right. death is a fruit of sin. Uh, and, and Adam and Eve, there was no sickness, no death before the fall, before original sin. Christ came down to share our death so that we could share his life because he loves us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what the two, two people in love at a, at a wedding, right? They want to share their life. The two come together as one to share a life. And that's what Jesus wants to do with us. And sometimes we beat ourselves up and say, oh, I, I know Jesus loves us so much. And, and, and I, I just, uh, I'm so bad at loving Jesus. I just, I, I, okay, I'm going to love him more. I'm going to love him more. Stop. The proper starting point for this is meditate more on how much he loves you. And then our response of love becomes more natural. It's a response of gratitude. It's a response of joy at being given a love that never fails. An infinite, unconditional love. That's what we're given. It's letting the rest of the world fade away and just seeing Jesus on the cross and realizing he loves me so much that he would have gone through all of that all of his passion and suffering, death, he would have done all that just for me. And to meditate in that way is to, to begin then to let gratitude and joy well up in our hearts, which makes loving him in return easier. Right? Sweet. Rather than me kind of gritting my teeth and saying, I've got to love more, I've got to love more. No. <laughs> right. Let yeah. yourself be loved and then it comes so much more naturally. Right, right. And that's, uh, well, it, it seems to make sense in all of our relationships as we are, uh, we are if we, as we find ourselves more and more loved, the more and more we uh, love in return, and specifically with the Sacred Heart. 
I got to imagine that uh, those images that perhaps we grew up with, those images that have pervaded our, our church walls and hopefully our home walls as well, continue to express to us the love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which is what we're talking about here on The Inner Life today. I hope that you're honoring the Sacred Heart today, and that is that is uh, really giving you a boost and a reminder of the great love of Christ for his church and his world, for you in particular. If you have a story about how the Sacred Heart and devotion to it has made a sp- significant difference in your own life of faith, give us a call, 888-914-9149, again, 888 888- Nine one four nine one four nine. Let's take a phone call. Larry is calling in from Denver, Colorado. Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I had a father of Joseph, who's the priest at, um, down at the the EWTN, had a story calmly about a year ago about Mary Saint Mary Margaret Aloque. She was a mystic. She got a message from God to make Sacred Heart posters all over town and put them all around. In addition to that, he had her make a little badge called the Sacred Heart Badge that is available on Amazon. And the story of this badge, if you carry that with you and you still are, are devoted to Jesus throughout your life, you will not pass away without receiving the final, um, the final rites, the second of the poor. And um, it is available. I bought that for, uh, again, the stipulation was you have to carry it with you. And you have to be um, still devout, clear up to your final days. Um, there was a story about that of a, of a Marine in Vietnam who had uh, been seriously injured. And his father had given him that badge before he went to Vietnam. A, 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 a priest, a chaplain, came and gave him the final rites because he was carrying that. And soon to find out, this Father Capadano had passed away three weeks earlier and been shot in battle. But God brought him back to the uh, to rescue and give those final rites to that young man before he passed away. He later did die from his injuries. The the badges are available on on uh, on Amazon. I bought a couple dozen of those. I'm giving out to my family, nieces and nephews. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yes, the the the, the Sister Margaret Mary that you mentioned there, Sister Margaret Mary Alacoque. Is that that's the Saint Margaret Mary that we've been talking about, right? The the French nun uh, that that Jesus himself appeared to. So that that's the uh, that's the origin of this form of the devotion, as you're as you're talking about it. Uh, and that badge of the Sacred Heart is a beautiful devotion. We have to make be careful not to think about it like a lucky rabbit's foot, right? Uh, there's no magic in the badge of the Sacred Heart. It's a reminder to stay close to the heart of Jesus. It's a reminder that I'm honoring the heart of Jesus with my life uh, and that Jesus will be close to me and take care of me even up to the very end uh, and that I'll have the sacraments of the church, you know, as you say. So yes, it's a beautiful custom. I have that badge in my rosary case in my pocket at this very moment, and it's always with me. Uh, I'd maybe suggest to people, go find the local Catholic bookstore to buy it. uh, If you in your area do have uh, a local Catholic bookstore, and support them rather than necessarily one of the the, the big internet secular companies, uh, but uh, definitely that that badge is another way of honoring the Sacred Heart, another way of manifesting that devotion. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, thank you. My badge is in my wallet at the moment as well. It's always a nice little thing to to pull out and remind myself. It's like carrying a picture of my wife or a loved one in in the wallet, of course, because he 
he is uh, my my central loved one. Jesus is in his sacred heart. So it's a wonderful image to, to carry around and to always just re- be a reminder of his great love for us. Thank you, Larry, for the phone call. If you have a particular devotion to the sacred heart and would like to share it with others so that others might be encouraged and inspired, give us a call, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. I have to take another short break here, but we'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. You can support Relevant Radio in many ways. Joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, and now donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at relevantradio.com slash property. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich producing the show for us today. And you know what? We started out with Thomas Engeser answering phone calls, but then Patrick Alog, who has already been to Mass today, stepped in so that young Thomas could go to Mass. Isn't that great? That's a great way of just uh, bearing one another's burdens, especially in the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That's what we're talking about here on the show today with our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, pastor of Holy Family Catholic Church in St. Louis Park, uh, Minnesota. And Father, uh, just in response to not only the last call that we took, um, but also an, an off-air call that came in, um, just there's our, with not just with devotion to the Sacred Heart, but with many devotions, there are these these promises that are, uh, that are you know, oftentimes talked about, and maybe just a little bit more about um, how we should view these promises specifically as uh, we're devoting ourselves to the Sacred Heart of Jesus specifically today. Yes, certainly. Um, these promises of the Sacred Heart are things that uh, are to be understood not as something that flows from the object of uh, an image of the Sacred Heart, but right. flows from the Sacred Heart himself, from Jesus. He, w- he will bless us. Uh, so again, we, we just want to avoid that magic thinking uh, that, that people leads people not to understand the, the, the fullness of our relationship with, with God and how His grace is at work in our hearts, uh, so that He will give peace in our homes, that He will give us the graces necessary for us to become holy in whatever our state in life is, that He will uh, protect us and, and bless us, you know, uh, that He help us to grow more in our own love and grace and holiness, you know, these are all part of those promises that, that, that Jesus made for those who honor his heart. Uh, and, and um, you know, we do that by enthroning an image of, of the Sacred Heart or by carrying a badge in our pocket. Uh, you know, but, but these things are, are not mechanical things. These are things that happen because we're, we are placing ourselves within the love of Jesus. And with that, we should talk about the, the nine first Fridays, you know, that yeah, our Lord right. asked for, uh, that, that those who honor him, again, Friday, the day of his passion, uh, the day that his heart was pierced, the day that his heart gave himself entirely for us out of love, you know, to honor him by going to Mass and receiving Holy Communion nine first Fridays, uh, the first Friday of every month for nine months consecutively, that's just a way, again, of, of saying, I want Jesus to be, you know, first and, f- and foremost in my life. And Jesus promises us uh, his, his help, especially what we call final perseverance, that, that he will be with us all to the, to the end, you know. Um, so, yes, those, those are promises he made. Uh, but, again, not to focus too much on the mechanics 
of it in a magical thinking sort of way, like a lucky rabbit's foot, but rather in a relationship. All these things deepen my relationship with the Lord. All these things make me draw closer to the Lord. Of course, he's going to bless me. Of course, he's going to take care of me because I'm close to him. I'm, I've opened my heart to him. Right, exactly. I'm just, uh, as you're talking about that, I'm, I'm looking at the wedding ring on my finger and that wedding ring is there that the uh, the joys and the graces of marriage and the sacrament of matrimony don't come to me because of the wedding ring, but uh, they are lived out in my relationship with my wife. So that's a, yeah, great, great explanation of it, Father. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Let's take another phone call. Mary is calling in from Glenburn, Maine. Mary, welcome to The Inner Life. Oh, thank you so much for this wonderful program. I just came out of the Holy Family Church in Old Town, Maine, uh, where for the past 30 years in the church, um, we have had this devotion uh, every Friday from 11 to 12. We use this beautiful little red paperback book, The Holy Hour of Reparation, and it's put out uh, by CMJ Marion Publishers, um, the www.cmjbooks.com. You can order them. And it, it's, uh, it takes an hour, this devotion. It has everything. The Sacred Heart Litany is in there, the Sorrowful Mysteries, but, but then also all of the, the consecration to the Sacred Heart, all of the beautiful old prayers that we have in our Catholic faith that aren't said anymore as, as much elsewhere. And it's just a beautiful devotion. A couple from our church began praying it about three years into their now 50-year marriage. That's Bernie and Loretta. Uh, from our parish, and they instituted it here in the parish and were given permission about 30 years ago to hold it in uh, the chapel of our church. And a small group uh, gathers every Friday from 11 to 12, and untold blessings and healings have come to our parish from this book. That's um, fantastic. Okay. I, I know that book, and that's a wonderful devotion. Some of the people here in the Twin Cities uh, would spend a Thursday night in an all-night uh, vigil, and they'd use that book uh, to guide them through the prayers and, and all of that, because that's a, another part of it, to, to keep the Lord's agony in the garden with him going into the, the first Friday. Uh, but yes, reparation to the Lord, and, and that that book and other devotion devotional books that are out there to help us meditate on it, fantastic. And for 30 years to keep that going, that's beautiful. That's, that fidelity to the Lord and, and honoring him, I'm sure, he will bless all of you and your parish abundantly through that. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for the phone call. And speaking of reparations and adoration, Father, I can't help but think of a time that I was privileged to be with you as we visited the Basilica of Sacré-Cœur in Paris. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, so anyone that, that goes to Paris or seen a picture of Paris, there are two great big landmarks that leap up from the skyline. One, of course, is the Eiffel Tower, but the other is this great white domed church high on the hill overlooking the city. And it's not a medieval church like Notre Dame, the great cathedral that, that sadly was damaged by the fire and is being rebuilt now. But this is a church that, that came from the 1800s. That, that France had suffered through the French Revolution and other wars and, and revolts and all of this. And, and towards the end of the 1800s, there was another war that that was tragic, and uh, there were many, many sacrileges committed during this, this war. Churches were, were pillaged and all of the rest, and people killed. And, right? and then the Parliament of France, the Parliament of France made a declaration, a solemn national vow 
to build this church in honor of the Sacred Heart in reparation for all the sins, the outrages, the blasphemies committed against uh, the Sacred Heart during this recent war. Now, can you imagine that? That's, that's, that's parallel to the U.S. Congress today, someone standing up and saying, you know, we have offended God in so many ways, most especially by abortion. Let's have a joint resolution of Congress declaring the, de- the, the construction of a massive church at government expense uh, in, in, in honor of the Sacred Heart. You know, it would, <laughs> we wouldn't do that, right? I wish we would, but we would. But here we go. That's what, the, that's, that's what the French Parliament did, and they built this great church there and immediately had perpetual adoration in it which continued uninterrupted even through World War II. So there in the church, you find a little plaque towards the back with a map. Here's the church, and here's the surrounding buildings around the church on this map. And there are X marks showing the bombs dropping all around the church, but none of them on the church, and adoration continued uninterrupted through World War II. Unbelievable. uh, Amazing. It is. It is, you know, and again, that's just a sign. We stay close to the Lord. He watches out for us. He protects us. Mm-hmm. So, and everyone who goes to Paris and looks up and sees that beautiful church, you know, just remember, God loves you. He cares for you. He loves you even when he sees you with your worst sins, even when you've done the same old sin a million times over and you stumble and do it again. He still loves you. And and this is, again, one of the things that our Lord said to St. Faustina, what offends us more than our, what offends him more than our sins is our lack of trust. Trust his love is there no matter what. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's a great encouragement and a great reminder, too. And uh, just in our closing, about a minute here before we ask for your blessing, Father, um, again, you've gone over many ways of honoring and devoting ourselves to the Sacred Heart today and throughout the year. But uh, hitting, picking up on that last bit that you mentioned, trust, any suggestions, maybe one or two practical things that we can do to grow in our trust of the Lord? Well, of course, St. Faustina said the three o'clock hour or, and any time to say, Jesus, I trust in you to look upon an image of the Sacred Heart of the Divine Mercy. Just to remember, you know, life is tough and I think everybody's fearful and people get angry at how broken the world is. Just to come back to that, Jesus, I trust in you. You love me. You care for me. There's not a single challenge in the world I will ever face alone. You are with me through all the ups and downs of life. I trust that is true because I know you love me more than I love myself. And so just to, to have that openness in your heart to welcoming his love, to trusting it, not to let discouragement or fear or anger block uh, that love from residing in your heart. Amen. Great advice from our spiritual director, Father Joseph Johnson, and who's led us through uh, meditations and thinking about how we might grow in our devotion to the Sacred Heart. Well, the time has come, Father, where we have to uh, wind the show down to a close, but we would love to close with a blessing from you, if you would. May the heart of Jesus, enthroned in glory, shed all of his graces upon us, especially those who honor him in a particular way today. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Father Joseph Johnson has been our spiritual director today as we've been considering the Sacred Heart of Jesus, how to grow in devotion for the Sacred Heart. If you missed any part of the program, go back and uh, look it up on the show page on RelevantRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in for the chaplet and or the Family Rosary Across America today to pray along with those things, the Litany of the Sacred Heart as well, in reparation for the blasphemies committed in our own communities and around the nation and around the world. On Monday, turn the other cheek. So I hope you can join us for that. Have a great weekend. And until next time, grace and peace.